This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, wherever and however you're connected Great to have you with us on this Thursday, April 16th. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with one of the best Twitter poll fans in the world, Jerem Jordan. I'm no Johnny Linehan, but uh, right now it's Fitty Fitty uh, with four minutes left in the Fox Sports Sweet 16 of Best Fans. So Dayton and BYU 50-50 right now. How many votes are in? 97,856. So... We will let you know as soon as the results are in whether BYU advances to the Elite Eight of this contest or not. Remember, Cosmo is competing against Big Red, a.k.a. the Big Red Blob. Yeah, I said it, Western Kentucky. Big Red Furry Blob. Furry Blob. Ule Blob? Wasn't that a – that was an NBA player in the 90s. Huey Blob. Yeah. Um, that's going on as well. That ends tomorrow. But So we are concerned mainly with uh, Dayton and BYU. So if you haven't voted yet, you have three minutes to go vote for Los Cugadores de BYU – is the best fan base in the country. Just remember the Gonzaga game. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we, we've tweeted it out. And if you're on Twitter and you're a BYU fan, I think you're seeing everyone tweet it out as well. Go vote. Let's go. Jerem, does your mom have a Twitter account? No. Get a Twitter account, Jerem's mom. Let's go. My mom, Julianne. <laughs> yes. Get a Twitter One account. One word, three minutes, Secure it. <laughs> and vote for Cosmo. Uh, I know my mom has a Twitter account, so hopefully she, nice. can, she can make her way on there if she hasn't already to vote for Cosmo. Great Next, stuff. Julianne Williams. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, Siri, text my mom. It's already got a Twitter account and not vote for Cosmo. In the meantime, let's run down today's show lineup as we count down to see if BYU advances. Two in minutes left. Poll. Moroni Laulupututau is a new father. He has renewed ambition for the NFL draft. What is life like bringing a child into the world amidst a pandemic. We debut the best to wear it. Every number, every sport available at BYU, but who wore it best? Fascinating conversation there. Yeah, that's going to be fun, man. The next several months. Let's go, baby. Shannon Evans, All-American gymnast, is also on the show. She's the first All-American that BYU has had in 14 years. And pick three BYU quarterbacks from the all-time list. Who you got? Like I said, it is jam-packed. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Men's basketball announces the signing of Dallin Hall, the Utah Gatorade Player of the Year, who put up 22 points a game, seven boards and seven assists, two steals as well for the 6A state champs at Fremont. Donovan Mitchell, huge fan. He has a mission call to the Philippines and will enroll for the 2022-23 season. Much more on Hall and what's left for next year's basketball roster and what's trending. BYU women's basketball head coach Jeff Judkins announces two new additions to his team. They are Tegan Graham and Kayla Bells, who will play for BYU in the upcoming 2020-2021 season. Graham, a six-foot graduate transfer out of Wellington, New Zealand, played the last four years at Colgate University. She'll join the Cougars, of course, this fall. She ranks sixth all-time at Colgate in three-point field goal percentage. As for Bells, a 6'3 forward from Ithaca, Michigan, who played the last two seasons for the Michigan State Spartans, she averaged seven. 7.1 points a game and brought 53 blocks in her college career thus far. They will be implemented immediately and uh, join what I think is going to be a top 25 team. 
Bellis uh, was at Michigan State. They lost the poll, uh, you know, for best mascot the other the other day, right? Or was it, or was it the second round with? Uh, I lose track now. Anyways, they lost the poll. She's like, oh, no, I'm transferring to BYU. They won't. Will Stanley is one of three finalists for the Off the Block Loy Ball Award given to the nation's top setter. Stanley finished third in assists per set at 10.7, paced BYU to the number two hitting percentage at 3.58. Off the Block will announce the winner next week. I voted on all of these, and uh, I voted uh, Will Stanley as the winner. So we'll see if he wins. Let's go, Will. In my super biased opinion. In case you have missed previous conversations, let's get you caught up to date here. In light of the COVID-19 pandemic, the NCAA has ruled that seniors of spring sports will be granted an extra year of eligibility. However, schools can decide if those seniors come back or not. BYU, along with other Utah schools, such as the team up north and the team in Logan, yes, Utah State, will allow seniors back for another year. BYU officials still calculating how many players will return next year. This is a very fluid situation. A reminder, the NCAA had to slash its annual distribution to Division I schools, talking money here, from $600 million to $225 million. So it's going to take some real creative genius financially to bring all these players back and give them scholarships. My personal budget as well. Roughly the same, minus two zeros. Okay. The poll is ending. The poll is ending. The poll is ending. We don't know the results. We're just sitting here waiting. (laughs) Waiting for the official word. We will let you know whether BYU beat Dayton in the Fox Sports Best Fans Bracket. This to get into the Elite Eight. Yes. Dayton, by the way, had had the most votes of any fan base in all of the previous rounds. Does BYU get in? Are you nervous right now? Are you feeling it right now? The competitive juices? I think I see what happened. I think I see what happened. And it is official. BYU Sports Nation breaking news. It's another Cougar winner. BYU has once again rallied in a poll. 50.1% out of 98,465 votes. They beat the Flyers of Dayton and advanced to the Elite Eight. How about BYU Sports Nation coming in clutch this morning? The Twitter National Championship run is still... A reality, Jerem. 98,465 votes. BYU won by 0.2%. We'll face Tennessee. Ooh. Oh, Tennessee, here we go again. Hey. You're going to give up a 64-yarder late again? Because that's what BYU's <laughs> doing right now in these polls. Seriously. Every time. What, whatever websites sell Twitter votes, BYU, BYU is using that marketing money, man. <laughs> Because BYU was down, what, like 18% or 16% yesterday? They worked it back to within 1% last night. And I thought, man, how how did they make that big of a run? There can be miracles when you have a marketing budget slash amazing fans. No, BYU does have great fans. Obviously, we we know it. BYU also prominently features about 25 minutes to the north of campus, the Silicon Slopes, which is the tech center of the Intermountain West. So. Uh, that was the main goal. When do Brigham our businesses uh, working up there? Qualtrics, are they helping out with this? Oh, free pub out. Nice. Go, man. They had to pay for that. <laughs> BYU moving on. Now it's Cosmo and Big Red competing for the best mascot in America. He's already in the national championship of sorts. So turn your attention now to that one. Then we'll get back to the yes. best fans. And poll. Western Kentucky's leading um, that that poll. So now, let's go. if you're not aware, if BYU wins this best fan of college basketball poll, they win a billboard and can place it in Salt Lake City in 
Ute country. Okay? Pac-12 country, please. Sorry. Pac-12 country. <laughs> this is independent country. WCC country? MPSF country. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Always nice to start the show with some breaking news. And, well, yeah. <laughs> Victory. Love it. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, presented by Trio Senior Living. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU basketball just landed the Utah Gatorade Player of the Year. Jaron went through some of the details. His name is Dallin Hall. He comes from Fremont High School, where he averaged over 22 points a game. If you don't like him already, maybe you'll like him after you hear what Mark Pope said about him. And I quote the coach. I've been recruiting Dallin for a long time, and we're very excited to get him to Provo. He captured the attention of basketball fans throughout the state, including Donovan Mitchell, with his incredible state title run this year. His vision off-ball screens and ability to read changing defenses are at an elite level already. He used elite, Jerem. He's a great competitor and a physically imposing offensive player who can really score the ball. Cougar fans will be so impressed with Dallin's leadership and Hollywood caliber charisma. Mm. I can't wait for him to play this fall. Wait. Dallin is scheduled to go on a two-year mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to the Philippines of all places, but who knows when that will open up. I'm interested to see what his career arc is based on the uncertainty of the future with the pandemic. Fury has a couple scholarships open. We'll break that down in the next topic, but I'm very excited about Dallin Hall. This was a kid that uh, uh, BYU was certainly in the mix for him, but uh, BYU fended off some other schools. This guy can play. Like Donovan Mitchell isn't he's, – he's a cool dude, and he's very nice, and he's talking to a lot of people in the community, but he established a relationship with Dallin because Dallin's dope. Dallin Hall is the truth, man. He could be a first-team all-conference kind of guy later. He can do it all. He can shoot threes. He can defend. Off the bounce, he's had some gnarly dunks. This is an amazing get. And if you're BYU, you oh, well, any college, you always want to get the best player in your state. And that's the case with Dallin Hall, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. He's the fourth dude that'll be the Gatorade player of the year on the roster. Now, remember, he's not playing this fall, but there are three others on the roster that have that distinction as well currently. Alex Barcelo did it twice in Arizona, Connor Harding in Idaho, and uh, your boy Kobe Lee did as well. So, always good to have the best player in the state. And Dallin Hall can do some really, really nice things. And if... I. Hopefully this ends soon and life gets back to normal. He goes to the Philippines. We're all good because we need him to get out sooner than later so he can get back for the 22-23 season. I asked some people close to Dallin Hall in his basketball circles to compare him to somebody that BYU fans would know and relate to. And the response I got was Travis Hansen. Ooh, I like that one. Travis Hansen because he has bounce. He has the ability to defend, and he's a dog when it comes to scoring the basketball. He fears so he's nothing. Gonna, he doesn't have to bleach his hair. It's kind of blonde already. I like it. Okay. Travis Hansen. So when I heard that, I got Who's really bir- excited. Who had a birthday yesterday? Yes, he did. Happy birthday belated to Travis Hansen. 28 years Is old. Is Travis Hansen part two, Dallin Hall, coming to BYU? Yeah. He, well, is he... Yeah, he, he can – this kid can play, dude. I'm very excited. I know BYU made a late push on him, too. Uh, won a state championship. I always like a guy that wins, right? But the 22-7, and 2 oh, it just pops, right? He can do it all. And there were games where he didn't score a ton, but he was facilitating. There were other games where he'd score 30 or 40, right? 
So this guy can play. BYU could use him this year. 100%. They need another ball handler, another scorer. But as we just pointed out, he's planning to serve a mission. So what happens with the pandemic? Is there a situation where Dallin Hall could still play for BYU one year and then go on a mission because that's the situation would be better? I don't know. I don't. I really don't know. Yeah, he he got his mission call in high school. Like he totally planned to bounce and leave. Right? Pretty wild that he's a three star. This guy feels like a four star. So whatever. Who cares about the stars at the end of the day? Um, when Donovan Mitchell we, is coming up to you after the state championship game and saying. Hey, props to you. You can ball. And he's tweeting about it. It's yeah. Like, uh, he passes the eye test and the actual test of, like, good numbers against good competition. He's playing at the highest level in Utah, which has good hoops. BYU's producing, or Utah, rather, is producing good hoops in this state. Topic two, Hall won't play this season for now. Mm-hmm. So let's hone in on the upcoming roster. What holes are still left? Uh, what we were just talking about. BYU needs ball handlers and shooters slash scorers which is why I hope that somewhere in the transfer portal, Mark Pope and company have somebody coming in down the pipeline that can immediately impact BYU basketball on the guard line with Alex Barcelo and Connor Harding. If not, it's Trevin Nell and then the curious case of Jesse Wade. Is he going to be healthy? Wyatt Lowell is a wingman as well. Wyatt Lowell has got some size. Spencer Johnson is there. What can BYU do on the guard line to replace TJ Haas and Jake Toulson and some of that production. We think Alex Barcelo is going to step up and be a guy that can average, you know, 14 points a game. That's not a big thing leap for him. He averaged 10. Okay. So Alex Barcelo, we think will have more shots. He'll score, but I still think BYU needs a guy that can bring an injection of scoring immediately. And to me, that's, that's a graduate transfer. Yeah. BYU has uh, a JC transfer. They um, expect to announce probably today. So that's exciting. We can't mention his name until he gets in, but he will provide uh, uh, some nice uh, immediate impact on the wing. I, so BYU has Barcelo, Harding, Nell, Lowell, Johnson, Erickson, and Wade figuring out his situation with his knee. Um, let's assume Wade's playing until uh, if, he, and if and until he's not. So that's six wings, right? Biggs, you have three. Lee, Baxter, Harwood. So three scholarships available um, right now, one to this uh, transfer that's going to come in. So in theory, two left. What does BYU get with those two? I'm with you. They need a big and they need a guard. They need both because I don't think you can go into the season and say, okay, we have three big guys. We're good. Well, what if two get hurt? Then you're just toast, right? You'd have to play. So BYU needs at least one big. Um, they don't have to make an immediate impact right away. That could be a, a bench guy for yes, now. Yeah. Um, but BYU does need a scoring wing. Yes. Um, someone who's going to make an impact, be a double-digit scorer, in my opinion. I, I And you certainly expect uh, guys to make jumps. I think Connor Harding will Connor's, make the biggest jump yes. of anyone on this team. He's awesome. He's going to be great. Yeah, he he played you know second fiddle to uh, this group last year, and it's his time, right? Alex Barcelo is the guy who's going to be the only senior on the team next year, uh, barring a grad transfer that comes in, right? Gavin Baxter, we hope he's healthy for the whole year and is a really impact guy. Colby Lee, if Colby Lee has the season he had last year, every year of his career – I'll be extremely happy about his development because what he did last year on a on a top 20 team was pretty notable coming off the season he didn't really have the year before. He was a project. Then he became a somebody, and uh, it was awesome. So I, as currently constituted, I don't think BYU is an NCAA tournament team in my opinion. Um, I'm excited to see the development of these players, but uh, I, I think BYU could certainly – 
get to that point where they are a tournament team with some development and someone, like you said, who comes in and scores in double figures and is a leader. If fans want BYU to be 3YU again, they will need the injection of a transfer that shoots the three. Because looking at the current context of the lineup, BYU's not going to shoot as many threes as they did last year. Right, because of who you have in the front court. Yes, you have to take advantage of those big guys. And yeah, BYU could use another big guy, and word on the street has uh, that in Big Ten country, there's a seven-footer or two that is uh, available and interested in coming to Provo, Utah. So why not? I wouldn't put it past the tallest coaching staff in America, led by Chris Burgess and Mark Pope, to get a big guy like that to come to BYU and maybe have to sit out a year, watch, and then make an impact next year. Yeah, and it, here's the question. is that, that would be awesome to have a player like that, and you're alluding to a specific person. I wish... Listen, Longhorn Network messed it up. Otherwise, we couldn't mention his name. This is like eight <laughs> years ago. Gosh. Um, I think BYU needs a grad transfer or someone who's going to get a waiver and they know he's going to get a waiver. You can always take the guys that will sit out, um, and they do use a scully and they sit there. But I think if BYU wants to make the tourney, they can't get a guy that sits out. they got to get a, a guy that can play. Sure. So to your that would be awesome. But they need, a, they need a probably grad transfer. A guard, yeah. A grad transfer guard that can play now. Uh, I'm agreeing with you in the fact that they could get a big guy they wouldn't need a big guy to have to play right now. They, right. they have size right now. Yeah, BYU's good, good. good in the front court with Baxter, Harward, and Lee, like in terms of who's actually going to play. Okay, Jerem, on to BYU football, and this is a loaded question of the day. We just spent a ton of time talking about what Mark Pope is going to bring back and the addition of Dallin Hall, and that's exciting. But now we have another social media phenomenon question, and uh, it, this is a tough one. If you were forced to pick just three of the all-time BYU quarterbacks, and we could spend an entire show or two or ten or the rest talking the about summer. the BYU quarterbacks, which three would you pick and why? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Scott underscore Roberts answers on Instagram. Steve Young, running threat, passing determination. Jim McMahon, passing accuracy, strength, and determination. Ty Detmer, leadership, ability to make things happen, and determination. And an accent. Uh, we will address this later on in the show. Keep the, uh, keep, keep the social media responses coming. Uh, Nate Austin just announced that he is taking the uh, head coaching job at Grantsville High School. Good for Nate. So he was a uh, GA uh, graduate assistant with BYU here the last couple of years. Not general authority. Come on. Uh, best of luck to Nate Austin, the all-time fouls leader. Good for Nate. Yes. And one of the top rebounders, of course. And the guy that blocked Kyle Wiltshire in yeah, Spokane baby. for BYU to win against Gonzaga on the road. Uh, the Grantsville awesome. Farmers, is that their mascot? I have no idea, dude. No clue. Go Farmers. We'll double-check it during the break. They can literally say, we are Farmers. Bump it up, 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 up. That's awesome. <laughs> Coming up, the best to wear at a new daily segment featuring Cougars from the past. And a man chasing NFL hope. Moroni Lau Lupututau. He's also a new father. How is it raising a baby amidst this pandemic? Talk to him next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We have a new digital show called VoiceOver with Greg and Shep featuring long-form conversations in this week's show. Greg Rubel and Jason Shepard visit with longtime ESPN play-by-play broadcaster Roxy Bernstein to discuss his personal perspective on COVID-19 and his career and the Cougars. 
You know how we do it. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Let's bring in our first guest of the day, former BYU football player, hoping for a professional career, Moroni Laulupututau, joins us via Skype on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. And his life has changed mightily in the past few days. He welcomed his son, also named Moroni. Congratulations on the birth of your son, Moroni. Thank you guys so much, and I appreciate the shout-out. My family loved it. How would you explain life as a new father? Uh, I, I mean, it's hard to explain, honestly. I feel like I've changed so much already. Um, definitely a lot less sleep. Hasn't been too bad, though. But, I mean, it's, it's an amazing feeling um, just seeing him. It's kind of hard to explain. We're pretty biased in a positive way towards you and your family because your wife, Kira, worked here, and she was a production <laughs> assistant, and she was awesome. So how's Kira doing? She's doing amazing. She's doing amazing. She's recovering great. Um, we had to do the C-section because he had the cord wrapped around his neck, but she was a champ. She handled it really well and was super strong, so she's doing great. Pretty gnarly considering any time to have a baby is, is uh, life-changing, right? But during this pandemic, um, how has that been maybe unique for your family? I mean, it's been crazy just because, I mean, we're, we're a lot more paranoid. If it was just us, we'd be like, all right, whatever, you know. But now that we have a baby and we don't really know how to affect him, we're just super cautious with everything we do. Um, our doctors even recommended, like, our families can't even come see him. So our families haven't been able to come and like hold him at all, um, which was really tough. So it's just been us and him in our little house, you know, 24 seven. So that part's been rough, but the good part is we're healthy and we have everything we need. So, yeah, that is great perspective. Uh, so with your family, not being able to see your new son, is it Skype and FaceTime and zoom? Is, is that how you're resorting to yep. communicating with them? Yep. Yep. A lot of FaceTime, um, we've actually, we've let our mothers see him, but they have to mask up and like everything, but everyone else is just Skype, FaceTime, you know, whatever they can do to see him, which, which is kind of sad, but it, it'll be for the better, I guess. In Anchorman, it was musk up, uh, with the pandemic, it's mask up. Yeah, it's, it's different now. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so that's plenty to change your life, right? Like that's enough, more than enough. Yes. There's a baby, there's yes. a pandemic. You're trying to get a job in football. Yes. Um, so yes. you had your self-pro day recently, and you put up some impressive <laughs> numbers um, at coming off uh, your knee injury. First, I want to go there. Did you ever get fully healthy last year? I don't feel like we really saw you ever uh, at full capacity. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, if I were to go out and play right now, I would be a completely different player. Like, it is crazy how much progress I've made in these past couple months. And... You know, my strength staff, the trainers here at BYU did everything they could, but I really just think it was, you know, the time and then just a change of pace, and I've made tremendous strides. Like, I feel back to myself 100%. I feel amazing. I wish I could play right now, but, yeah, you're definitely right. I wasn't back to where I was in the season, definitely, and, you know, you could tell, but now, I don't know. I just feel amazing, so... Let's talk about that uh-huh. progress, Moroni. Uh, where do you feel like you have improved the most or, or gotten better the most in terms of being a football player? Well, it is so much easier, and I think other players will agree. It is so much easier to play football when you're not having to deal with college life. 
it it is easier. I mean the the brutal academics and and the time social life, you know, and when you leave that all and all you have to do is focus on football and your family, it is easier. So that I've been able to work out, you know, twice a day, every day, couple hours, you know, nothing else to really worry about. And the big part is the nutrition. My nutrition has changed <laughs> dramatically since college. So I think that's been a huge part is I've been able to dial in my nutrition and really see the results I wanted. Give us an idea of uh, what you were eating before versus what you eat now. Um, so, well, honestly, like I didn't eat much food. Oh, I'm going to hold this guy. Oh, oh bring him in. He's coming in. Here yeah. he is. What's up, Moroni? Yes. I love it. Is this our first interview in the seven years of the show with someone <sighs> holding a baby? Um, I don't. Well, we talked. Moroni, we're breaking down. Uh, we talked ground to John here. Beck and his kid. Yeah, but, no, but we haven't Be- had an. Infant. This is a first, Moroni, for the show. <laughs> Amazing, love this it. Is the first. Let's oh, go. He looks he's great. Oh, he's beautiful. Oh man, got a little, got a little eye raise there. That was awesome. <laughs> Look at the – you're such a but proud yeah. dad right now. I love it so much. I Don't am. be changing his diaper <laughs> mid-interview, though, okay? <laughs> I'll wait. I'll wait for that. Okay. Uh, no, you're talking yeah. about so, nutrition, yeah. Yeah. Um, honestly, it just wasn't enough food in college. I mean, it, it was honestly between, like, studying or, like, going and get an extra meal or, like and, – and most of the time you didn't have time, so the meals you got were McDonald's or, you know, something fast and, like – so now it's a lot of chicken and rice, sweet potatoes, steak, beef, which you just didn't have time for in college unless you like really, really buckled down and like did meal prep, which was hard to do consistently. So I'd say that's the biggest difference. Hey, that's a battle after BYU, bro. Meal prep. Sunday night. Yes. If you got like the actual work to eat nu- nutrition uh, at a high level, uh, healthy is really hard. Uh-huh. So that's great news. So Very you hard. feel much better in addition to having your knee better then. Absolutely, yeah. The nutrition coupled just with being able to focus on football and getting my body right, I mean, I feel amazing. So, With that nutrition in place and feeling better, Moroni, Jaron mentioned you put up some really impressive self-pro day numbers. Which of those numbers do you feel <laughs> like will grab the attention of potential NFL suitors? Um, I think my 40 was pretty good. I mean, we compared it to all the combine numbers, and it was – it was top five, so I think my 40 was good for a tight end. My weight was light, which I wanted it to be better, but I got sick that week right before and just couldn't hold anything down. So I think my weight or my uh, 40 time and my three cone were really good and my vert. When you say weight, do you mean how much you weigh or the bench? Yeah, yeah, how much I weighed. Because gotcha. the whole time I was weighing 245. And then I came in at 235 because I was sick that whole week. It was kind of – it jumped up on us. We just did a pro day super mm. fast without much notice. So it is what it is. But I think the 40, the vert, and the three cone are really good. Do you feel like you're a receiver that became a tight end? Because that's what you were. But some guys evolve, right? Um, and, and sometimes yeah. it, seems, it feels like – like in the case of Dennis Pitta, who I admit was actually a good player – he was an excellent tight end, right? He started as a receiver, and then he kind of bulked up. That seemed to be your story as well, right? Yeah, definitely. I definitely was a receiver first. My mindset was a receiver first, um, and then I became a tight end, put on the weight, and you know had to change the mentality. So, And it'd probably be hard to reverse that, right? Because if you start as a tight end, you're like, well, I kind of catch. At BYU, it's like, if I'm a tight end, I catch passes, and then hopefully I'm a good blocker, right? right? 
right, at, at right. Iowa, it's probably the reverse. I got to block first, and then hopefully I can catch the uh-huh. passes. Um, and, right. and this place has a unique history with tight end. How did you feel about trying to uh, you know, continue that, that history with so many good ones over the years? We always talk about the quarterbacks, but tight ends have been amazing. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it was like much pressure to try and do that, but I would say it was more motivation just and just excitement because I knew the opportunity was here at BYU, and that's what they expected. So it honestly made it easier just having all those people to lead the way and uh, kind of just follow in their footsteps. So. And they and they kind of show up and talk to you, right? And the, and I imagine some would text you, and there's this like tight end fraternity. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome to be a part of. I really lucked out. You know, BYU and the tight end. So, Marona, I'm thinking about your BYU career, and you've had some amazing <laughs> plays. Sideline catch against Mississippi State, caught a big touchdown. Marona, we're in the middle of an interview. You know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Got a big right touchdown down, yeah. <laughs> against West Virginia. You had the trick play at Wisconsin during that epic, unforgettable win at Camp Randall. Uh, with those plays in mind, how would you sum up your career at BYU? Oh, a lot of ups and downs, man. It was great. It was everything I could ask for, honestly. And, you know, the injuries were rough. It could have been different. Yeah, sure. But, you know, I think I got the most out of it that I could have. And it definitely changed my life. Um, those moments like you talk of, I'll remember forever. And this little guy, you know, he'll he'll see that one day, which is kind of the best part. Um, just just representing my family and my, my future family, so... Get all those highlights uploaded to YouTube so he has easy access later, okay? They're already done. They're already done. <laughs> Marona, c- congratulations on everything, man. It's good to catch up with you. Uh, continued health and safety to you and little Moroni and Kira, and we'll, uh, we're excited to see what happens in the future, man. Appreciate it, guys. The best there is. You guys are the best there is. Thank you so much. Moroni Laulapututel right. via Skype on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. See the way he was cradling that baby? It's like he protected Listen, the football. Listen, he knows how to protect the football. Uh, you know, five points of contact uh, oh, with man. the baby. Uh, there's literally a football hold with the baby, right? Um, so, yeah. Are you a one-hander baby, you know, holder, two-hander? I hope he can get into a uh, camp. I, um, uh, I, he's not going to be drafted given all the injuries, right? Had he been healthy, maybe out of shot, but... Um, he hopefully will sign a free agent deal and get an opportunity yeah. to prove himself. Because like he said, he was really banged up. So he had Liz Frank in, what, 2017? Yes. And then in 2018 in game four, I want to say, at Washington, or three. The knee. He, he wrecks his knee. I mean, it's multiple. It's ACL and I want to say you know MCL and whatnot. Meniscus, the whole deal. And uh, he never quite got healthy. And, and a lot of that pressure to get healthy was probably us just wanting him to play. Like, I remember saying, oh, he and Bushman, this could be the greatest tight end duo we've had since George and Pitta. We didn't see that because he never got healthy. Yeah, it would be fun to see him play alongside Matt Bushman this year when he says he's yeah. feeling so much better. And, and he talked about the, the challenges in nutrition as a college student, right? Those are real. And, like, anyone that makes food ever, that's a challenge. If you're going to have a nutritious quality meal, it just takes time. Time consumption. And sometimes it's expensive, right? So Sometimes. <laughs> it's usually expensive. And I already know where I'm going for lunch today, and it's not as healthy, and I'm okay <laughs> with that. Coming up, Shannon Evans on her senior year abruptly ended and what to expect in tomorrow's BYUSN special. Plus the latest and greatest from Cougars in the Twitter polls, all hands on deck as fans. We're doing it for Cosmo. This is BYU Sports Nation. On the latest BYU Sports Nation right now, 
Get to know sister volleyball players Morgan and Whitney Bauer. Check it out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and the YouTube. Kiki from home. You kind of went John Miller there, the voice uh, yeah. of the San Francisco you do, Giants. You do a good impersonation. Go ahead. A home run! <laughs> <laughs> yes. John, I love John Miller. I miss Sunday Night Baseball with John Miller and Joe Morgan. That was the team. Yes. Right? That was yeah, the team. Was. Watching Ken Griffey Jr. and the Mariners. Well, now, you, now you're talking my language. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right, uh, it's a winning Thursday, BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to the show live in Studio B. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. If you've missed anything, we're about to recap some of the headlines right now. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. Dallin Hall, the Utah Gatorade Player of the Year, signs with BYU after putting up 22 points, 7 boards, almost 8, and 7 assists a game for the 6A state champs at Fremont. He has his mission called to the Philippines. He'll enroll for the 2022-23 season. Much more on Hall and what's left uh, throughout the summer. Uh, excited about uh, Dallin. Also, former men's basketball forward and graduate assistant in the past two years, Nate Austin, announced he will take the head coaching position for the Grantsville High School team here in Utah, the boys' basketball team. He says he'll also teach P.E., and he can't wait to get to work. That's what he does. Work. I'm still trying so. to confirm the Grantsville High School mascot. I'll do that while you read the next one. How about that? <laughs> yeah. On the women's basketball. basketball. Is it? It's the Cowboys. Oh, it's Cowboys, not Farmers. Not farmers. Farmers way better. Let's be honest. Farmers. Grant was like, "How Cowboys? dare you!" Okay. BYU women's basketball head coach Jeff Judkins has announced two new additions to his team: Tegan Graham and Kayla Bellis, who will join BYU in the 2021 season. Graham, a six-foot graduate transfer out of Wellington, New Zealand, New Zealand pipeline at BYU in women's hoops, played the last four years at Colgate. She will bring her. Sixth all-time three-point field goal percentage from Colgate to BYU. Bellis, a 6'3 forward from Ithaca, Michigan, played for Michigan State the past two seasons. She averaged just over seven points a game. Can't wait for them to join Shaley Gonzalez and Paisley Johnson-Harding next year, uh, as I think they're going to be a top 25 team. Volleyball. Without that last year, hopefully it actually happens this year. I think it will. Well, Shaley getting hurt changed everything. Yeah. Will Stanley is one of three finalists for the Off the Block Lloyd, not to be confused with Lloyd Ball Award, given to the nation's top setter. Stanley third in assists nationally, BYU was second in hitting percentage. They will announce the winner next week. Golf. The PGA Tour Canada cancels its first six tournaments, pushing the start to around mid-July. Sorry, Greg Rebell. This delay affects BYU golfer Rhett Rasmussen, who qualified for the tour back in February. Okay. We were going to debut the best to wear it segment today. Mm-hmm. And but it was a fashion show. We would come out with clothes and you. No, oh, that's a different idea. Never yeah. mind. My bad. We'll, we'll get to that a little bit yeah, later. That's, sorry. That's in July. In this summer pandemic situation. Yeah. Okay. We were going to debut the best to wear it. Best player to ever wear a certain jersey number across any sport that wears a jersey at BYU. But due to the breaking news and the last second win for BYU fans over Dayton, uh, and Fox College Sports tweeting out a BYU Sports Nation segment. Yep. Yep. Hi. <laughs> it has now brought upon us some angry Dayton tweets. <laughs> I mean, it's too good. we got to read it. Let's go. I are some of the best responses that we have over the last half hour. Okay, Brian Borodkin. Bor- Borodkin? Mm-hmm. Sorry. So no one is going to talk about Dayton, one-third size of BYU. Had around a 20% lead for two days, but when Mitt Romney tells his 2 million followers to vote for BYU, it's considered rallying. (laughs) Hey, 
the BYU alum, Mitt Romney, getting no it done. I make no apologies for having a former presidential candidate Listen, in our alumni. Why didn't you, Dayton, why didn't you get your former presidential yeah, candidates who were senators to tweet about it as well? Why didn't you do that? At Jacob underscore wait, Mantle. Wait, someone responded to that and said, you'll be all right. Hang in there. <laughs> At Jacob underscore Mantle. You cannot deny Mitt Romney just won that for BYU basketball. BYU was down 10% last night prior to Romney retweeting. Nicely done, but it hurts. Just like the NCAA canceling March Madness. Really, on that level. The pain is that were, severe? Here's the thing for Dayton. Listen, BYU fans, we're bummed that the season ended because BYU had an amazing team that was into the top 25 and had just beaten Gonzaga, went to Vegas, unfortunately lost St. Mary's right by one in the semifinal. Dayton was going to be a number one seed and maybe win the national championship. They'd Obi top them, the top in the national player of the year. Man, if anyone's going to be bummed that March Madness is gone, Dayton Flyers were I, having an amazing I season. I felt awful for Dayton. Yeah. Right along with BYU. They had game day there like two <sighs> weeks before. I mean. They, they could have won the national championship legitimately. Like, yeah. They are so- and, now, and now BYU is going for a digital poll national championship. It's- and I thought you brought up a great point. You said, what if Jimmermania had been canceled by the pandemic? Oh. That's what Dayton just went through. Yes. Yes. Gee. Okay. Uh, more salt coming in, Jerem. From at Brandon 96732883, who created an account just to vote, seriously. Dayton led the whole three days by 10%, and when people with well over 100,000 followers, or a million, retweet it the last two hours, it's kind of obvious most of them probably don't even care for BYU basketball anyway. Brandon 96732883, what are you, a robot? Uh, you don't know BYU fans. <laughs> And you don't know the mobs that BYU fans and their ancestors have dealt with for generations. We're, we're flipping salt, that. Salt, yeah. salt, salt, salt yeah. it up. Sorry. It's a Twitter poll. Why, why do you care so much? All right. <laughs> it's going to be okay. They care Says be- the winners. They care because we care. <laughs> Coming up, pick three BYU quarterbacks. And All-American gymnast Shannon Evans joins us. What's life like in a pandemic when you can't get on the beam and, you know, do your thing? It's BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tomorrow we have a new BYUSN specialist, silver medalist Guard Young, the head coach, and gymnast Abby Miner and Shannon Evans. Take us through the rise of the program to the top 20. It's tomorrow noon Eastern on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the app. Speaking of Shannon Evans, she joins us now via Skype on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Shannon, uh, if you didn't have your fill of BYU Sports Nation last week, well, now you get some more today. So um, congratulations that you're back. (laughs) (laughs) Always a good time on Sports Nation. Hey, it's great to see you uh, and to see your smiling face. How would you explain life as a Division I athlete amidst a worldwide pandemic? Well... I'm not really a Division One athlete anymore, so it's been pretty pretty smooth, but it's been hard. Um, not the way that you picture things going, for sure. Life is so weird right now. Is Weird is the only word I really have to describe it, I guess. So I assume that you're not able to, to practice a ton, if at all, because the facilities are closed. I, I'm sure there are other facilities, but... That's something that's been such a big part of your life. So what's it like right now as you, you try and finish in school and you still do have school? It feels like everything yeah. shut down. No, no, no. You still have school, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. How has your life been affected in that way? Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm a generally 
self-motivated person. So finishing school hasn't been super hard, but I have noticed like a major decline in my desire to get assignments done because I don't have a scheduled out time and I don't have practice to make it to. And so it's been an adventure, like scheduling my time, when to do what. As for practice, it, you know, it went from a hundred to a zero really quick. So it's been kind of surreal. You wake up every day and you're like, what am I even doing today? Like <laughs> my entire routine just got cut to nothing. So that, that feels like a lot of us. Right. And it's been really weird to engage with that. Um, you, you, and you should have been walking next week. Right. Um, yeah. And so yeah, this has been, this has been wild. How have you coped with this emotionally? Um, I don't know. I think that you, in order for me to cope emotionally, I have to let myself feel the emotions, which I think has been the hardest part. I think I've just tried to shut it off, but it doesn't, that doesn't work. So I've let myself be sad. I've let myself be angry. It's been a really tough situation. It's, it's a lot to handle in such a short amount of time when you have all these plans and you have all these goals and you think something's going one way and then life just throws like the most epic curved ball that you could ever think of. So I've just been trying to let myself feel you know, the emotions that I need to feel in order to cope with what's happening right now. Great insight from Shannon Evans with us on BYU Sports Nation. You put together multiple viral viral routines at uh, BYU on the floor you were an all-american in bars and selfishly Shannon I'm I'm here thinking well you spent part of your year injured and then your season got cut short uh but because you're a winter sport now you're not going to be granted an exception to come back uh and there are those out there wondering is there any way that you would come back file a waiver to to try and compete or or are you done as a gymnast at BYU if there was a way, um, I would do it. I don't know what that process was. Um, the NCAA claims that one of the reasons the winter sports weren't granted eligibility uh, was because their season was most of the way over. Well, they don't know people individually. They don't know what's been going on in everybody's lives. For me, my season had just begun because I was injured through most of the season and my body had finally been getting to the point where it was going to let me finish out my season. And right when I was ready for that, it was cut. And so for them to justify a decision that I think is purely based off of, you know, finances, which is important as well. It's, it's frustrating because to say, to justify by saying most of the season was over for winter sports, we granted spring sports because only half or a quarter of their season was over. Well, you know, how is that fair? It doesn't really make sense in my mind. And so again, like I've had to let myself feel those emotions and just know that there's a lot more underlying reasons that they don't share because in their post of what they were going to do with eligibility, they explained spring eligibility and the, and what they were going to grant them back and stuff like that with their extra year. And it was like this long of a explanation. And in that explanation, there was literally three sentences saying, oh, yeah, and we didn't grant back winter sports. Okay, back to spring eligibility. But, like, they didn't even talk about it. They wouldn't even approach the problem. They didn't give us the time of day, and that's really frustrating. 
Um, if you can be granted a medical hardship and we can sign a petition and get that whole thing going, just let us know. I mean, we, we'll, be the yeah, front, we'll be the front men for that. Just do a Twitter poll or something because BYU fans will certainly rally to the cause. That's what they've been doing, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's been so many petitions. I think that's what is the hardest part for me is seeing a lot of fellow athletes go through um, the heartache and the effort to try to, like, get – across their feelings to the NCAA and it was completely shut out. They didn't even acknowledge it. And like a little, even a sentence of like, we know how hard this must have been. However, due to circumstances such and such, we can't grant it back. That would have been a lot better than, Oh yeah. Winter sports didn't, we're not going to do that. Sorry. Okay. Moving on. You know? Yeah. That's tough. Uh, That's the disappointing news. The good news is tomorrow gymnastics is going to get a full hour of BYU Sports Nation special treatment, the play-by-replay. As we break down what gymnastics has done to get into and become a top-20 program, give us a taste of what fans can expect in tomorrow's show. A lot of fun. I think that Spencer Guard, Abby, and I just had, you know, natural, normal conversation about what was going on. I think that um, Spencer reminded Abby and I a couple times that we needed to try to stay positive because we're so critical, but it's so fun <laughs> to like <laughs> look back and <laughs> see the, the amazing things that we've accomplished so far and that Abby is going to go on to accomplish next year with the rest of the team. Shannon, you've been a huge part of the rise of BYU gymnastics over your career. And uh, I, do, I don't say this just to, to blow smoke, but you've been one of my favorite athletes to watch compete in uh, all seven years of, of uh, my doing so BYU I Sports second Nation. the motion. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. Like you, you're, you. you're an all-timer. So uh, whatever thank happens you. in the future, um, you, you've left your mark at BYU. So we thank you for that. Thank you. That was the goal. All right, Shannon. Uh, we'll see you again soon. And stay safe, all right? Yep. Have a good one. Bye, guys. You got it. Shannon Evans on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. She's awesome. Yeah, one of the, one of the favorites. And if you have to miss a gymnastics meet for any reason or whatever, I'd step in. And I did it, you know, years ago as well. Very fun. Like, very underrated. If you haven't watched, extremely entertaining, extremely talented. And they could kick the crap out of me. <laughs> Every single one of them. They're, like, so strong, so amazing. Yeah, I love that team. Okay, coming up, some honor code approved facial hair on which BYU athlete? Oh. And it's time for Jeremy and I to pick three BYU quarterbacks from the all-time list. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, the show available anytime on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Or you can download the podcast, just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast, dude. Our Twitter question, or our social media question for that matter of the day, is asking you to pick three BYU greats out of nine former all-timers. This is hard, man. And only have three. So, Jerem, if you can only pick the trifecta, who are you going with? The first two are clear for me. I think there's a pecking order here. It goes Jim McMahon and Ty Detmer. Those are the clear two, and that's the argument for greatest quarterback in BYU history, in my opinion. Uh, Jim, the first quarterback in NCAA history to throw for 4,000. His 1980 season, he threw 47 touchdowns. That's without the bowl game, by the way. Uh, and then Ty Detmer throws for 15,000 yards, 121. Those are both NCAA records. 15,000 Like, wins the Heisman, of course. It's those two. Um, then the third. The third The third was hard. You could literally go with any guy. Like, almost any guy they had uh, on that list, and some off, frankly. And I went with... Steve Young. Mm-hmm. I think his senior year in 1983, where he led the country in 
like every passing category and finished second in the Heisman. His category, pass efficiency. They may as well call that the Steve Young category. He completed 71% of his passes that year. Yeah. This is 83. This isn't 2019. Uh, those, yeah, those are, those are the three. I think those are the three. You, you could go with Elder Nielsen. You could go with John Beck. You Some could people go with, want Taysom Hill. Absolutely. Like, you cannot go wrong in this. I'm with you. My three uh, are exactly the same as yours. Give me the number one overall pick in the USFL draft. Give me the number five pick to the Chicago Bears, who later won a Super Bowl in Jim McMahon. And give me the Heisman Trophy winner, the lone to do it at BYU, and the last and uh, player to do it from a non-Power 5 school, Ty Detmer. Hey, th- those are my three quarterbacks. I thought long and hard about trying to fit Max Hall in there because he's the winningest quarterback all time at BYU. Yeah, he had the most volume, the most starts, and he won a lot. 11-11-11-10-11 wins. He 32. quarterbacked the last team Woo. to beat Utah and the last BYU team to finish ranked in the AP Top 25. I don't want to hear those. Okay. I don't, that's, those are bad stats. <laughs> way too long ago. Stats are for losers. In this case, yeah. Losers to Utah. Gosh! Our elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, answering that same question. From at Otis underscore Metoka Ami on Twitter. Otis Henson, hi! What's up, Otis? All of these quarterbacks were unbelievably talented, but number one, McMahon, tenacious and irreverent. Two, young, incredible athlete, dual threat. Three, Detmer, QB, IQ off the charts. Awesome. Hashtag BYUSN. Today's rise and shoutouts. Mine goes to Dalton Nixon's mustache. You could argue this for Dalton Nixon as well, but it's mainly to his mustache. Put out a video uh, with BYU Rock and, and basketball yeah. saying vote for Cosmo. It looks like uh, the our right, his left part is growing in more than the other side. I don't know. He'll work on it. Uh, my rise and shoutout goes to everybody across BYU Sports Nation. Got it done. The Cougs, the dub in the fan bracket, moving on to the Elite Eight. Our thanks to today's guests, Moroni Laulu-Pututau and Shannon Evans. Sorry to Obi Toppin. We didn't have time. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Randy Brock. We'll see you for BYU Sports Nation. Play-by-replay special with BYU Gymnastics tomorrow at noon Eastern. Go Cougs. This week, it's skateboarding. 